kind of comes down to the mindset that the word because could become the most empowering word in your language, yet the word because could also become the most debilitating word. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, taking care of business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. Welcome to Business Owners Radio, Episode 130. Our guest today is Jason Lynette, author, speaker, and hypnotic success coach. His new book, Work Smart Business, Lessons Learned from Hypnotizing 250,000 People and Building a Million Dollar Brand, is the result of more than 15 years of professional study and on-the-job experience, tracking how business owners achieve astounding results. Jason is an expert in helping business owners create powerful change and sharpen their strategies. He shares how top performers achieve the unthinkable and how you can put the same scientific principles to work in your business and your personal life. Good morning, Jason. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Hey, good morning. So great to be here. Uh, we've been looking forward to this because the topic areas are fantastic. And tell me a little bit about the road you went on to arrive where you are today. You know, I think the origin story kind of hinges upon the phrase that just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do it the rest of your life. And so I was in a career path working in management in professional theater. So I wasn't an actor, director, or designer. I was the one behind the curtains, organizing scene changes, and as I now say it, burning out beautifully. And this is probably the point where we should bring in the career path that I spend most of my time in now, which is I'm a hypnotist. I do speaking engagements, I do presentations, I work with individual clients and coach people online too. And it's where that was something I was interested in by way of seeing one of those entertainment programs and just learning as much as I could. And it's this classic story of the hobby slowly beginning to spiral out and reaching a place where I was on that path to get what I had perceived to be the dream job in the theater career. And yet, at the same time, the hypnosis hobby was quickly becoming profession. And the moment that dream job was offered, it kind of felt like a kick in the stomach, realizing I got to get out of this because here's something I want to do instead. Here's something where I'm helping people change their lives. I'm helping people to think differently about these things that may have been holding them back up until now. And it's where opening up shop as a hypnotist and over the years expanding that skill to now I train people around the world. I communicate with people through products and services around the world as well and really live by that mindset that the world has become a whole lot smaller. And let's call it out. I'm in a world where sometimes my job doesn't officially begin until I satisfy the concern that, no, I'm not going to hypnotize you to cluck like a chicken, which is somebody who communicates with hypnotists around the world. I haven't yet met someone who's ever actually done that. So it seems even that misconception itself is a misconception onto its own. Yet, as I speak to people in business nowadays, here is the CEO of a company. Here is the startup entrepreneur. Here's that person looking to scale up their business and whatever product or service it is to realize that I have built what I've built in a rather curious world with some interesting, let's call it uh, brick walls or possible hurdles and conflicts along the way. And it's that mission statement of really empowering people to become their own entrepreneur, whether they're in the startup, whether in their scale-up phase, that your journey is going to be a whole lot more direct and a lot more standard than mine ever was. 
And I know you've got your book coming out very shortly. And the alignment of your past into the business environment, how has that played out? And where is your largest ad into the business world? Right. Well, the origin of that goes back to the catchphrase nowadays that the worst business advice I ever got was probably what made me an instant success. So when I decided to open up shop and become the hypnotist, I was reaching out to the local wellness community and doing business networking, going to industry-specific networking events. And what I was expecting was a lot of positivity, here's some advice, here's some good tips. And instead, I was hearing a lot of scarcity. It's going to be very hard your first year. No one knows who you are. You don't have any testimonials or referrals. Maybe you should call back the old job and just try to go at this part-time at first. And I just refused to buy into that premise. So instead, I was doing everything that I could to live the opposite of that. I was taking a lot of massive action, doing a ton of presentations in the local community, doing a lot of business networking, starting to tap into how do we make the internet work for us in terms of being found online, whether it's organic, whether it's paid. And it's where I'm back at that same event that I'd previously attended, and suddenly now I've got a packed schedule. And the same group of people that were hitting me with the scarcity thinking are now going, wait, how'd you do that? And within a few short months, I was back at the same event teaching them what I had been doing. So over the years, that's where the origin of it kind of goes to teaching other people in wellness industries, whether it's hypnotist, acupuncturist, massage therapist, or any one of those similar categories. Here's what I've done to grow the business. And it's over the years, as I was spending time with the business world as much as the hypnosis world, realizing a bit of a surprising fact, we're all speaking the same language. We're all looking at it from the mindset of how do I provide value in such a way that for those people who see that benefit, they're going to naturally be motivated to take that step and purchase our product or our service. And recognizing that business was business and to come at it from a rather unique perspective, that's kind of that background to it. So it started with a little bit more industry specific, but then branching out to recognize that, okay, the real estate agent can benefit from this knowledge. The graphic designer can benefit from this knowledge. The person selling some sort of home cooking service, as someone I worked with a while ago, can benefit from this specific way of thinking. To really break through, it all comes down to one simple idea that it's not necessarily that I hypnotize you to become more successful. More so often, it's about de-hypnotizing those fears, those misconceptions, those self-imposed limiting blocks that we unfortunately install at times that until we break through those things, I live by the phrase that it's very rarely the platform, it's almost always the strategy. So people would say, oh, print advertising doesn't work anymore. Well, Facebook ads are too populated nowadays. And it's not the location of what you're doing. It's instead, what's the thinking? What's the logic? What's the mindset that you put into it? And really, everything that I talk about business comes back to relationships. How do we effectively and ethically build that relationship to build those, if this fits within your business model, those raving fans rather than those lifelong dependents where now your best advertising is not where you're pouring the money into something automated online, but those people out there who are raving about your product or your service and they're becoming those spokespeople for what you do. And that applies to any business. 
So Jason, you, you talked in the beginning about this idea of clucking like a chicken, and <laughs> there's there are a lot of misconceptions. I have to call it out first. <laughs> well, no, it's important, right? I get that. And you know, there are a lot of misconceptions about hypnosis and what it is and what it means. And I have to tell you, I'm skeptical. So help me out. How did you first get exposed to hypnosis? And what made the light bulb go off to say, this needs to be applied in a business setting because it could be really powerful? Yeah. So the first entry point was very different from what I do nowadays is that someone came to my college and did one of those funny comedy hypnosis shows. His program was respectful. He wasn't embarrassing people. And I just began to become ravenous for every bit of information I could go after. As I went into the training of it, I was uh, looking for the stage hypnosis training. And most of what I was picking up was actually more in the hypnotherapy category. And it's where there's a couple of different pioneers in the hypnotic world. I tend to align a little bit more with someone who has an interesting background. His name was Dave Ellman. He lived from 1900 to 1967. He was a former entertainer that actually doctors were then knocking on his door saying, please teach us how you do hypnosis. So from the layperson perspective, he was now training the medical community. Here's how you actually help someone to produce a change. So his definition of hypnosis was that it's that bypassing of those critical elements of the mind followed by the automatic acceptance of new suggestions, which that's a lot of technical jargon, but it basically comes back to automatic response without conscious intervention, which this is something we do on our own every single day. You're watching a movie and you know everything up there is fiction. There are actors dressing up and pretending. You still get swept up in the story. You're driving somewhere. You're thinking of everything other than driving your car. And of course, you still end up where you'd like to go. But let's look at the nature of personal conflict, whether it's more personal, whether it's even business related. I see a lot of executives with issues with speaking anxieties, fear of public speaking. And so often it's the same story. They already are the most qualified person in the room. They completely deserve that promotion at work or that opportunity to share their message with passion. And yet, as the one last week said, he's shaking like he's back in his third grade math class. So in spite of that conscious awareness, inside, internally, he's telling a different story. So the playful phrase becomes at that point, well, congratulations, you're already doing hypnosis. Let's show you how to do it better. The old, let's teach you how to use those powers for good rather than evil mindset. So it's so often in business that again, it's not the platform, it's the strategy. This is a story that comes to mind. I worked with someone who years ago, he had inherited a home installation company from his father. And the business was successful. They'd reach a certain threshold, around $150,000 or so for the entire income of the business, at which point he would just plateau. Just nothing was working. He wasn't closing clients on the phone anymore. He wasn't successfully doing the home consultations. Just something would happen in about that frame. And it came back to this negative belief cycle that really wasn't even his. It was something his father had said that, well, anybody who earns more than this amount of money is greedy. And he had taken on this belief system that consciously he knew wasn't even the case. You know, yes, we all still, you know, spat out the idea of the six-figure income, yet it's kind of amusing to look that that was still the filter, uh, I'd say, even 20, 30 years ago. And six figures now is very different than six figures then. Maybe we need an upgrade on that. But it's where this negative thinking was the thing holding him back. And it wasn't even something he was consciously aware of. It was where, as we worked together, him kind of hitting that realization that here's this belief structure that it was a bad thing to earn the income. 
When instead, let's metaphorically shift that spotlight. The more successful his business was, the better livelihood his employees had. It was a kitchen installation company. The more the families were enjoying that very important room of their home, the more he didn't have to worry about the fact that money was going into the savings accounts for the kids' education, for college. And, you know, he wasn't living paycheck to paycheck, job to job anymore. So it was that realization that by running a successful business, by overcoming that negative belief cycle and taking that same stuff he'd already been saying to himself consciously, and letting that now just stick within the actual programming of the mind, here's where all these amazing butterfly effects of that change would occur. So it's where over the years, the entry into the business world was the fact that I was looking at what's typically a one-to-one style service and just recognizing kind of back to the old vaudeville adage, the amateur changes their act, the professional changes their audience. So recognizing that we can scale up, I've left the original origins of my business in motion. I still see individual clients in Northern Virginia. I see people all around the world by way of Skype or even by Zoom, yet that opportunity to put out a product that now someone can do it on their own, the opportunity to travel the world and teach live events. In the same way that we can look at how do we productize a service? How do we increase the reach of what we do? So we can now have those multiple streams of income. It's where other people were then tapping me going, okay, how are you doing that? (laughs) So following that demand, that's where I began to speak to the business world as much as I do my own communities. That's a really compelling story. And I'm curious about what are the other types of stories that you see that show up again and again when you're trying to help business owners reframe their thinking so they can move forward? It all kind of comes down to the mindset that the word because could become the most empowering word in your language, yet the word because could also become the most debilitating word in your language. And let's use a personal change example to illustrate this. It's about a year and a half ago at this point. The way of my schedule worked out that day, I had two appointments in the morning and they didn't know each other. They didn't cross paths at all, but by random fluke of scheduling, they had the same backstory. Person number one coming in, now that I'm retired, I want to lose weight. And from his perspective, this is the perfect time to do it. You know, I'm not going to be commuting long hours into DC for my job. I'm going to have time to go to the gym more frequently. I can cook my meals for myself. This is going to be so much easier. I've been wanting to lose weight for years, but now that I'm retired, this is the ideal time to do it. Couple of hours pass by, here comes the next appointment. Now that I'm retired, I want to lose weight and it's going to be impossible to do this. You know, I'm going to want to stick around home more frequently. I'm not going to want to be as mobile as I used to be. We're going to be taking vacations and dining out more. I don't even know if this is the right time to do this. And he was a person that as we worked together on that personal change, he was successful enough to a point, yet it really took off when I finally just broke and went, you know, funny story. Another guy who came in the same day you did, and until we flipped that because. So to look at the nature that so often, especially in business, people would look at their current situation and say, well, because of this, because of that, and they would position that, let's take a look at my own personal story here. Well, because I've got kids, I can't do that. Well, because I have kids is a lot of the reason that I've expanded my business into the online world. So that opportunity that, yes, there's times where I travel for extensive periods of times. I'm going off and giving a keynote somewhere. I'm going off and teaching a class. I did two courses in London in 2018. So here's moments where there is going to be travel. But at the same time, 
I can have the video cameras running. I can duplicate myself. We can have that edited into a tightly produced product that now people can benefit from all around the world. So where some people would say, well, you know, I'm happy just kind of keeping things where they are well, because I've got kids. Well, the fact that I had kids for me became every reason that I can be home more. I can scale up the business in a different way. So I keep running into people that, you know, well, because I've always had this fear of public speaking. Well, does it always have to be that way? Are there times where you're speaking, where you're excited, where you're passionate about something? Oh yeah, the other day I was discussing a new business idea with my business partner and we got really excited about that. Well, can't you take that same emotional state? And I'm always looking at the place where we can politely plagiarize from the best, copy and paste, click and drag. Let's take that same excitement state that you have in this part of life and drag it over to this part of your life so that whether you're speaking to that one business partner versus you're on stage at a convention conveying this message now to 300 people, speaking to them as if there's 300 people that you know you can truly benefit their lives by sharing this message, it flips that because. So rather than people becoming, let's call it out, victims of their own circumstance, instead, it becomes that driving passion, that why beneath it, that now it's their ethical responsibility to get out there and share that message. So to the audience out there, I'd say, look at those reasons why you may be holding back certain parts of your business or even your own personal success, whether you're the employee and kind of wanting to move up the ranks of a career or even the entrepreneur in the startup to scale up years. Look at what are those becauses that you're currently positioning for yourself and realize with a small dash of creativity, that same catalyst as to the challenge can become the same catalyst to the solution as well. Jason, I like the element of aligning yourself with helping others or being a benefit to others as being a mission. It's an interesting mind game. I can see it really working. In reading some of your bio, I came across the number one lesson you learned. And can you tell us a little more about that? That was interesting. Well, again, it came down to that power of premise of looking at what are the ways that I can flip the common belief structure out there? I mean, even joining a more formal business networking group at one point, I was hearing the same dialogue. That's going to be slow. It's going to be slow. The number one lesson really comes to recognizing there's an abundance of opportunities out there. And even though it's a catchphrase that I, I live by and I write about, let me just give the disclaimer, obviously, no, I am not endorsing counterfeiting money. Instead, it's that mindset that we can print money. So to look at the segments of our markets that we're currently working, and I'd give a simple example. You offer products, perhaps, and who has this one product but doesn't have product number two? And all of a sudden, to look at that relationship, here's an opportunity. A big thing that I tend to do in my own personal business is to recognize where are their needs that need to be satisfied and people aren't necessarily speaking to them. So it always comes back to that value first mindset in terms of how do I present that value and the whole mindset becomes, I want you to leave our interaction better off whether you buy from me or not, whether you get the book, whether you attend a training, whether you work with me one-to-one, -one, whether you hire me to come speak to your organization. In terms of the content marketing mindset, that value first premise, that by putting that value out there first, I want you to leave a better person from our interaction. And that's the number one driving force. So it's to become excited about what you do. It's to become passionate about what you do. Recognize the value that you provide. Recognize the benefits that you provide. And there's so many opportunities that are out there for every potential challenge. I think this is a helpful message 
to some out there who maybe would be a little hesitant around sales or promoting something like anything else. It gets a bad name when it's done badly. So instead, if you are looking to solve someone's problem, that's where the entire journey becomes incredibly noble. And to recognize where is there a need? How can I help people resolve that? And to let it all kind of be dictated by the phrase of the question of how can I make that easier for you? And that's what drives that sales process. That's what builds those raving fans. Jason, how do business owners get engaged in working with you and growing their mindset and business? Yeah, a couple of options for that. First of all, I'd mention my book, which is available on Amazon, which actually can get a free chapter of it by heading over to worksmartbusiness.com. In that free chapter that I'll send you, it's going to give you a specific hypnotic language pattern, which is easily applied to uh, personal influence, professional influence. And I always put the disclaimer of ethical influence being behind that. And that book's available on Amazon. It's Work Smart Business, Lessons Learned from Hypnotizing 250,000 People and Building a Million dollar brand. And that's where we get into a little bit more detail in terms of some of the value first way of communicating with our audience. How do we make use of no cost to low cost methods to start up and scale up? In terms of the working with me directly, a couple of options for that. You can find the hub of all of that is actually jasonlanette.com. And people often try to add extra letters to my name. The easy way to remember it is it's only six letters, L-I-N-E-T-T. So jasonlinette.com. And yes, I believe you can actually spell it seven ways incorrectly. It'll still go to the right place. So there's the option of the one to many that I travel around quite a bit and I speak to professional organizations. And very often it's where the motivational program often falls flat because it's creating that false sense of motivation. They just feel excited. But that doesn't, to use the Napoleon Hill word, doesn't necessarily transmute into action. So as I'm going into a business or a professional organization, I'm teaching specific techniques to integrate goals, to actually internalize them. And yes, one of those techniques happens to be self-hypnosis, which I then demonstrate with people from the group and giving specific action steps to set that in motion. On the more one-to-one side of things, I've got various programs, of course, available that are more self-directed on the Jason Lynette dot com website, but also reach out to me. I work with people one-to-one in a personal way in terms of in my local Northern Virginia office, but through the wonders of the web. I mean, just the other day, I was working with somebody in Vancouver, British Columbia, that when you find that specific challenge that you need to overcome yourself and you're seeing that, okay, a little bit more of a hands-on approach is going to be that benefit, you know, just hit up the contact page, send me over a message, and we can kind of roll from there. So it's that opportunity that, again, I'm looking at ways to have people have that self-directed mechanism, whether it's the programs that are on jasonlinette.com or simply reading the Work Smart Business book. Though, again, sometimes it's that one-to-many or even the one-to-one, a number of different options there. Jason, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. Hey, this has been a blast. Thanks so much for having me. So, Jason, is there anything else you'd like to leave with our audience today? Yeah, I put it all together with a little bit of a phrase that may seem slightly esoteric that we would often look at the work that I do as a hypnotist as being a little bit more of a formal process. Come inside, close your eyes, follow my instructions. And to recognize that so much of the world out there, we can frame it as being hypnotic, that we're always becoming aware of suggestions of the world around us. Many of them are positive. Many of them are negative. And it's from that power of premise mindset that I shared early on in this conversation that you can shift your own mindset to eradicate scarcity thinking. And it's to look at everything in your life, whether it's a personal challenge or even a professional conflict, everything is an asset. 
And if you look at everything as if it were an asset, the same way that we can spend money, we can spend time. Well, here's this potential conflict that I've now run into. How do I use that asset now to leverage to the next phase of helping myself, helping others, helping to make that improvement? And it's where inside of the book, Work Smart Business, giving some specific strategies to make use of that. You've probably heard of the concept of anchoring. How do we step into our own peak performance state of mind? How do we begin to model our own success and connect with that sense of rapport with ourselves and with others? And it's part of the mission of publishing the book, Work Smart Business, to put those techniques into the hands of people around the world. So look at everything as an asset, and it's your decision now. How are you going to leverage it? Our guest today has been Jason Lynette, author of the new book, Work Smart Business, Lessons Learned from Hypnotizing 250,000 People and Building a Million-Dollar Brand. You can learn more about Jason, his services, as well as find links to download a free chapter of his book, all on our website at businessownersradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show and, of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.